Well, hello there. My name is Jan Burt, and this is my podcast, The Burt Not Ernie Show, where we talk about God's promises and the hope those promises bring to our everyday lives. Whenever I meet somebody new, I introduce myself as Jan Burt and say, like Burt and Ernie, since it's easy to confuse my last name with a different one. And almost always, people smile when they think of Burt and Ernie. That got me thinking. I'm a Burt, and I'm not an Ernie. But how often do we live as if we're someone God never meant for us to be? Part of knowing who you are is knowing who you're not. Hence the name, The Burt Not Ernie Show. I'm so glad you're here. Let's dig into God's promises. Well, hey there. Hello, everybody. Um, Welcome back to this episode of The Burt Not Ernie Show. And I almost don't even know how to begin today because... Wow, um, it just kind of feels like our whole world has turned upside down, and I guess um, it definitely has. So this is it, episode 20. That feels like a big number, also feels like not a very big number at the same time. And I think everything has just been shifted in light of these current circumstances that we're living in with um, a worldwide pandemic of COVID-19. I just, I feel... Honestly, I feel really small and inadequate even to um, to talk with you today. So I'm hoping that that what I'm able to do in this episode of the Burt Not Ernie Show is just point to hope. Just point to hope. I feel like we all need that right now. Um, actually, that's not a feeling. That's a fact. We all need hope. And we have people around us who do not know the Lord personally who really need hope. So um right from the get-go, I want to remind you that you can share this on social media with somebody that might need hope right now. And maybe it will encourage them and just help to um, bolster them, give them what they need to get through the coming weeks, but ultimately draw them to the Lord whose heart is so for them and not against them. So, okay. Um, And my dog is snoring. Sorry about that. We have a lot going on right now. All of us do. Every one of us individually and then corporately as uh, think of it in in these terms, like your your work environment, your city, your state, of course, our country, and then the world. It's crazy how much is going on. That's uh, we're all very different right now, and all very much the same right now. It's a really unique time that has never happened in my lifetime, and probably not in yours. So I don't know what your week looked like last week. Uh, mine was not what I had anticipated that it was going to be. I really, um, like last weekend when I was planning out the next week, I um, I thought it was going to kind of go one way. And of course, I had an idea about coronavirus, but um, I didn't realize the impact that I just didn't see what was coming this week. So it started out, um, it turned out a dime on Monday, Monday evening. And Monday was March 9th is the Monday I'm talking about. Um, that was kind of a rough day for me because that was my mom's birthday and it's the first what first birthday since she has died. So, you know, I guess I just felt a little bit off, maybe not terrible. And I know I had, um, you know, my daughters, my husband praying for me and it wasn't terrible. It just was different, just felt a little off. And then that evening I got, um, word that one of the States where one of my daughters attends college had announced that they wanted all state schools. This was Ohio to mandatorily shut. It was mandatory that they shut down state schools. And I thought, well, okay, that's going to be a change for my daughter. Um, And so that was just the rest of the week just kept getting 
weirder and more and more uncontrollable. And, you know, if I had to put my finger on part of what was so difficult for us as a culture, as an American culture last week, it's that we don't do well feeling out of control. And we might be able to have a pocket of our life that's out of control or this over there that's out of control. But what in the world do we do when all of it is out of control all at the same time? That's like pretty crazy. Uh, but that is what was happening. So um, I have a question for you. Before we dive into today's verses, I just want to ask you, how has your life, your world changed over the last week or so? Have you have you had time to even really slow down and think about what has transpired in the last seven to 10 days, or are you just rolling with it, doing the next thing that needs to be done? Just keep on keeping on. And eventually it's probably going to come to full stop and you will have time to think about it. But if you could take a few minutes now and just think about it, think about it, or right after this podcast or pause it and come back in a few minutes, but think about what has changed in your life over the last seven to 10 days. Listen, guys, it's been a lot. It's been a lot and it really is okay and even necessary to just take a moment and kind of draw a deep breath and acknowledge the fact, the truth, that it has really indeed for sure been a lot. So, I mean, I went from having two daughters away at college to one college shutting down temporarily and that daughter living in someone's spare bedroom because all of her other plans just kept falling through um, and another daughter's college switching entirely to online learning but also saying students could stay on campus and eat and then they weren't going to be able to eat. Um, wow. And then I've got them, you know, helping friends get moved back home and settled. Many of them, they both go to college very far from where we live in the middle of the country and they were getting friends settled and trying to make plans. And one of them is a senior. And so of course she doesn't want her senior year to end this way. Who would hope she's holding out hope for the best that maybe it'll just be two weeks and then it will change. And I think we all know now Two weeks. Uh, this is not a two week thing. That's listen. Um, my husband, uh, between his military career and his work in, uh, we live in the air capital of the world. So if you fly in an airplane, it's probably built here. So, you know, that's just how it is. We don't all live in farms in Kansas. We build a lot of airplanes. So, um, one of the things that we learned that I learned relatively early on is that when something drops, if it's a rumor and you work at an aircraft plant, usually the rumor is bigger and worse than the reality is. So they drop the thing on you. They drop a rumor. They start floating that thing around and people talk about it. And then they say, no, no, that's not true. That's not true. Just a rumor, just a rumor. And they back it off. And then when the real announcement comes, it's less than that horrible thing, that extreme rumor they dropped. And it makes it a lot more a lot more palatable. They don't get the strong reaction that they would get if they just said, this is what's coming. And the army is kind of that way too, right? So, um, you know, when I heard two weeks, I kind of framed it mentally through just what I know about how the government approaches things based on my husband's 22 years in the military. And two weeks does not mean two weeks. So I had a feeling, but that doesn't mean my daughters who were at college had that same feeling or understanding that this was going to be a lot bigger than they thought, a lot of change. So, you know, uh, so what do my kids do? Do they both pack up and come home? Do they wait until, because these colleges didn't decide, didn't make their decisions at the same time. They're in two different states. And how do we get them home? Right out the next couple of weeks in Ohio, fly home and leave some things there, pack up the dorm, not pack up the dorm. 
Um, the one daughter, can she leave some things since she will hopefully be back at college in the fall? Um, you know, it's crazy. And every couple of hours, I felt like there was a change. And I know you went through the exact same thing. And then here at the same time, so that's two big things, you know, two girls and then the, the, the my mom's birthday. And then we stepped out of a ministry, my husband and I, that we had been a part of for over a decade. Um, and not because there was any problem with it, uh, for no bad reason, actually, just because the Lord said so. Like, I mean, we love this ministry so much. And this was one of the hardest things we've ever done. I don't know if you've ever stepped out of something at a really sweet spot. Boy, that's tough to do. When you have zero issues or animosity with anybody, you just really love every bit of it and every person there, but you know God's calling you out. That was tough. So Wednesday was our last night with him, and then um, Sunday was our kind of our a little luncheon thing at church um, to get another chance to just tell people how much we love them. But we knew back in January and into February, we knew the Lord was saying it was time for us to step out. And by February, I knew God was saying, do it now. And my husband knew the same thing. So I really thought, I thought I knew why that was. See, I have a couple of heart conditions that are on the not good list for um, your risk of of surviving coronavirus or not having permanent lung, lung damage. And I also take a medication that has a, th- a high affinity for lung tissue. So basically what, what that means is any illness that gets in your lungs can... Um, well, it can kill you a lot more quickly and it's harder to get over. So uh, we look back and we see the Lord when he was saying, I need to, his kind of what he laid on my heart is that he needed to tuck me away for a little while. I thought, okay, yeah, I'm probably going to get ready to have a surgery or something along those lines. Maybe I just need the time to recover. And if I had this ministry to get back to, I wouldn't fully take the time to recover, which is absolutely true. But now I see he was already setting things up so that there wouldn't be any hiccups and it wouldn't be hard. It's just all taken care of and everybody was prepared. See, like that, we're preparing you for two weeks, but it's probably going to be eight weeks kind of a thing. God is so gracious. While he was drawing us out, everybody, every student, everybody was already looking at change. The leadership that are in place, um, which are amazing, they're going to do a phenomenal job. They were already thinking about change. And then this much change is a lot easier to absorb because it doesn't hit you blindly. So when the Lord's calling you to do something, just please do it. Just please do it. Right. Um, you know, we stocked up on a few things, so I wouldn't run out like trying to get, um, make sure my immune system is safe. Once coronavirus kind of started to ramp up because I have a very compromised immune system, trying to get an extra, um, month or two supply of my antiarrhythmic, right? This is not stuff you're not dealing with. I know you're in the exact same boat, whether it's your kids don't have school or, I mean, there's a lot going on that we're all trying to navigate. I've also been kind of working on building a new website, um, shutting down a membership site and turning that content into eBooks. I'll have one place to point people to say, go to janelbert.com and my podcast is there. I was already working on that. Well, that's nice because that gives me some things to really focus on when I'm homebound, which is that's pretty cool. I don't go to that website yet. It's not ready yet. But uh, so it's weird. I look back over the last week and it's like all that happened in the same week. It's crazy. Some of it planned, some not planned, all sorts of emotions with all these different things. Things were already in play. A lot of these things were already in play before COVID-19 took the world by storm and has just changed our lives, hopefully temporarily, but our lives are changed, right? 
look, I've never seen stuff like this in my whole lifetime. So trying to walk my college kids through things that I have no idea about, honestly, right? You're right there with me in the same boat. So all that to say, please just pause today, today, sometime, maybe on your drive home, maybe when you're on the treadmill. I mean, those normal things when I say go to the gym, gyms are probably going to be closed. Um, Whatever your new normal is becoming while you make dinner, just think about things that God already had in play before all this broke loose. What did he have in play in your life before all this broke loose? He is not surprised at all. He has not been moved from his throne, not even a millimeter. He hasn't even shifted his weight to get more comfortable on his throne. He is seated there firmly. None of this, none of this is, um, I don't want to say moving his needle because he has such compassion. Of course, it's moving his needle, but he's not, he's not surprised. It surprised us. It didn't surprise him. So there are for sure things. If you'll take the time to see and pray, God, show me what was in play. What were you doing? Where were you working in advance of this in my life? Because I can tell you stories from people. It's amazing what things God has done in advance of this that now they're like, oh my gosh, that was perfect. That was totally from the Lord. It's been amazing. So there, that's in your life too. It's true for you. It's not, God's not a respecter of men. He doesn't pick and choose favorites. He doesn't have favorite kids. He really doesn't. So he was working in advance. And I want you to look for that because there's so much comfort when we take a moment and look and see, wow, right there, that was God's hand working ahead in my life. And you just take a moment to see it and acknowledge it. That in this in this, this season that feels like chaos and upheaval and uncertainty and change and even outright fear for a lot of people, if you just take that moment and see God's hand, just be still. Look for God's hand in the past couple of months of your life. And if you look, you will see. You'll see it. You'll see where his hand has been moving and shifting and pivoting and positioning. This is really a big deal. And I can't overstate this enough. It's a big deal. I want you to just take time to look for his hand, recognize it, and let that strip away a lot of your nervousness or your fear, right? Do this so that you, not just me, not just hearing me share what I mentioned about examples of my life where God was going ahead and and setting things up, but from your own life, I want you to look for his hand and wherever you find his hand, you find his heart for you. Wherever you see God's hand working for you, you find his heart for you. This is your personal God, your personal God giving you personal comfort and personal assurance in a very, very uncomfortable time. All right, so now we're going to jump ahead to the verses that the Lord laid on my heart for this episode. And boy, God's timing is so good. I pray this encourages you even more than than it encouraged me when I had been praying about it. Um, I really, I just want this to encourage you. I hope it blesses you. Let it just speak to your soul, whatever God would say to you right now. So we're going to be in the New Testament today. We're going to look at the book of 1 Peter. Let's go to chapter 5, um, verses 6 and 7. 1 Peter 5, 6 and 7. And I'll read it first from the Amplified, and then I'm going to read it from the NIV. From the Amplified, it says, Therefore, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God. Set aside self-righteous pride, so that he may exalt you to a place of honor in his service at the appropriate time. That was verse 6. Verse 7 says, Casting all your cares, all your anxieties, all your worries, all your concerns, once and for all, on him. 
for he cares about you with deepest affection and watches over you very carefully. Okay, that's pretty amazing. And the NIV says, humble yourselves, therefore, under God's mighty hand, that he may lift you up in due time. Cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. All right, uh, hang on to your hats here, ladies and gents, because there's a lot of promise. And this is what we need right now. We need God's promise for us right now. Can you think, first things first, can you think for a second about God's strong right hand? What does that represent when we read about that in his word? God's strong right hand, God's mighty hand is referenced when he rescues his people, uh, when describing his power and his authority, which is all, he has all power and all authority, his dominion and his sovereignty over all things. It's a powerful image to ponder God's strong and mighty right hand. Now, This verse says to humble yourself under that strong right hand of power. Submit in total trust. Submit, not out of fear, not out of panic, but submit in total trust to God in every single area of your life that might feel scary today. If there's something that feels bigger than you or out of control, um, even if it's beyond COVID-19, just bend the knee. Just bend the knee and say, Lord, I trust you completely. Just make up your mind to trust him with all those things. I'm not going to try and manipulate this. I'm not going to put a spin on things because manipulation and putting a spin on things, you know, we talk about the media spin. It, that's for a reason. They do spin things because um, bad news sells, right? So I don't need to manipulate this. I don't need to put a spin on things. But those um the reality is we're living in very strange times right now. Whoever, wherever it came from, we can't really focus on that right now. We have to focus on the reality that is our cities are kind of being locked down. Things are changing and people are sick and people are dying. And so we need to remember that as well and not only think about our own inconveniences. Our medical system is about to be Uh, potentially put to the test. And hopefully some of these things that we're doing are going to help prevent a lot of that. But I don't need to try and manipulate this or put a spin on it. Because when somebody, I need you to know this, when somebody manipulates or puts a spin on things, both of those things have to do with making ourselves feel better during such scary and trying times. That's a big reason why people are manipulating either side of the issue right now. But there's no room for that when we're humbling ourselves under the mighty hand of God. You cannot really humble yourself and try to manipulate the end result of something. Does that make sense? Uh, what are you What are you going to manipulate from a place of true humility tucked underneath the mighty hand of God? What can you possibly manipulate? When you bend the knee, what do you really have control over? Think about that. When you bend the knee, what do you have control over? Nothing. Nothing. The only thing you have control over is whether or not you're going to stay humble, honestly. So I want you to think about somebody you know in real life who's a genuinely humble person. Okay? Now think about somebody who is a genuinely manipulative person. I'm not saying to cast judgment on anybody here. I'm just I'm just using an illustration to make a point. I'm going to go out on a limb here, and I'm going to guess that you probably did not think of the same two people the person who was genuinely humble and the person who was genuinely manipulative because we're not truly humble and truly manipulative at the same time. Those two things don't dwell together very well. Okay, so when you humble yourself under God's mighty hand, 
You definitely cannot be manipulative at the same time, right? It's very, very unlikely that you're going to be trying to work your angle, your own angle, and get what you want out of God when you're making the decision, when you're opting to stay truly humble underneath of his very capable hand. The two things don't go together. So just make the decision to kind of tuck yourself right there under his right hand of power and then be humble enough to trust him, fully trust him and to believe that his word and his promises are true. None of these current circumstances change his promises. They have no power. They have no ability to alter even one single promise of the Lord. Okay, so that's kind of our working definition of humbling ourselves in the midst of the COVID-19 global pandemic that is taking place right now in the year 2020. Okay, when we do that, here's where we get the promise. He right here promises that he will lift us up in due time. So, of course, I don't know what that exactly looks like for any one of us, but that's what the promise is, and he'll do it because he doesn't lie. He's not able to lie. That's when we when we do this, when we stay here humbly and we wait to receive his promise to lift us up, to raise us up in due time, that is actual patience working itself out in real life. And really, you shouldn't tell me that you don't have any patience. Don't say, I just, Jan, I don't have patience. Well, you know what? If you know Jesus, then you have the Holy Spirit within you. That is stated um, point blank, 100% truth in Paul's letter to Ephesus. And uh, I'll put that verse in the show notes in case you want to see that. But listen, you have the Holy Spirit if you know Jesus, right? So, but also I do want you to go back and read that verse in Ephesians. If you look for it in Ephesians on your own, if you want to, not just one verse for me, read the whole thing, because got to remind you yet again, don't pick up what somebody lays down unless you yourself can verify it from God's word. Okay. So what we have to do here is trust him and believe him to lift you up at the right time and to be patient and to know that you can be patient because it's a fruit of the Holy Spirit. It's not a fruit of Jan. It's not a fruit of Jenny. It's not a fruit of Louise. It's a fruit of the Spirit. So he'll work it out in your life. You don't have to try to make yourself more patient. You just have to believe that the Holy Spirit's fruit will be born in your life, that you are patient and you will become more patient and you can stay there from that place of humility where you're safe. You're safe there because you're under his right hand. Listen, you're going to do what he says if you really trust him. So choose to trust him. There's not a better time than now. Today is the day to trust the Lord. Trust him and humble yourself under his mighty hand. Also, to be under God's hand means you need to be right by his side. You, You can't, I don't know, I'm not real sure how you would be under God's hand if you're not right next to him, if you're not yoked to him. As Jesus wants you to be yoked to him. I will put that verse in the show notes. I think it's from Matthew. Get by the Lord's side and remain by the Lord's side and don't run off. Stay there and stay safe. Don't be, don't be run around doing all the things that the CDC says and your local government says and then fail at doing what God says. Get there and stay there in humility and trust. Because listen, if you don't really trust God, like really, really trust God, then I'm not sure you can be really, really humble. Okay, does that make sense? If you don't really, really trust God, you're not really, really going to be humble. They kind of go together like birds of a feather. Okay, so now the big stuff. And I'm going to say, dun, dun, dun. So yeah, that's lame. I'm not a singer. But also there's like, I probably shouldn't say dun, 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 because 
there's just no extra room for drama or dramatic effect right now. I mean, you got so much drama coming at you from the phone in your hand that like you don't need any more, right? So anyway, let's just do a drum roll for verse seven of the fifth chapter of First Peter and see what it says. Cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. Well, you know, that word all, cast all your anxiety on him, all. Do you know what it means? It actually means all. So I'm thinking that there is not any aspect of all of this that's going on that you need to hang on to, oops, sorry, or try to figure out or create a game plan for or worry or fret over or nothing. All means all. So cast every iota and every fraction, every itsy, bitsy, or ginormous anxiety on him. The Lord has such broad shoulders. He can handle all your anxiety and all my anxiety and all the anxiety of everybody on this planet. And he's pretty much giving you a command here. He's not really saying here, it's your choice. Here's the ultimatum. It's not like that. He's he's commanding you out of love. He's just telling you, take it all and cast it all onto him. Not to ignore it. Not to do the whole ostrich thing and put your head in the sand and, uh, you know, they're described as a stupid bird for a reason, and that's in the word of God. Not to ignore it, but to give it to him by throwing it away in a manner that shows you don't want it. You don't want it. And you're serious about not hanging onto it, not for one more second. Now, let's take it apart per the Amplified, right? Let's look at this verse seven from the Amplified and see, is there any more there for us? Because boy, I tell you what, there is comfort upon comfort for us from this verse. And it's all ours for the taking, all ours for the having. We can have as much of this as we want. We just have to choose to accept that what the Lord is saying to us here is true. This is our truth. This is my truth, and this is your truth. All right, so here it is. From the Amplified, casting all your cares, all your anxieties, all your worries, and all your concerns once and for all on him, for he cares about you with deepest affection, and he watches over you very carefully. Let's run down the list with me. Let's think of a checklist, right, regarding coronavirus and whatever else is going on. Because somebody might listen to this down the road and COVID-19 will eventually be in the rearview mirror. And so this applies to all, all that's going to happen in the future. But it also for sure applies to all this stuff in the right now. Anxiety. What has you anxious? Things at work, um, your company, your kids' health, child care, their education, finances. Not having toilet paper. Maybe you legit didn't get any when the big run on toilet paper happened in this country. Not a really great meal plan for meals for a potential mandatory, which I mean, it kind of seems like it'll probably happen. Some kind of a mandatory lockdown in our homes for like 14 days or something. Do we have enough food or how to stretch the food? Eight weeks or so of not gathering in groups of more than 50. And in our community, they're talking about not more than 10. What's going to happen for Sunday services? What about your small group? What about those doctor's appointments? Do you have enough dog food? I mean, it goes on and on and on. I can't, my mom lives in another state and I'm not able to get to see her. Just whatever it might be. I'm visiting someone in another state and I don't know how I'm going to get back because this is one of those states like California where I don't know, can I get home or not? Take all of it. This verse says all your anxieties, all your worries, all your concerns and cast them all on Jesus. Do it now. Do it now and then do it again and again and again as often as you need to. Keep doing it. 
it says do it once and for all. And man, I hope we can do that, that we can take it once and for all. But the Lord knows how big the situation is. He knows how much change has happened just in the last week. And so this may be a continuous casting of our cares onto him. Just make sure that you're doing that, okay? Like for real, please don't neglect this. God doesn't want you carrying all of this. He doesn't. And if he doesn't want you carrying it, don't carry it, period, for real. And lastly, but, you know, for sure, not least, this verse promises, promises, promises that God cares about you, not just about the whole world, which of course he does, but about just you right here in the middle of this mess. Whatever that looks like for you, God cares about you right here in it. He's not saying, I care more about so-and-so who's in a much worse situation on the other side of the world. I care more about them. He's telling you he cares about you. Whatever you're feeling, whatever your emotions are, whatever you're mourning, whatever, whatever it might be, he cares about you right here in this mess. And it even tells you how much he cares in pretty explicit detail with deepest affection. Okay, yeah. How many people can you really say care about you with deepest affection? That's probably gonna be a shortish type of list, like pretty short. But God cares like that with deepest affection. And think about this, since he is the one who created the emotion, the feeling of affection, he created it. Doesn't that imply that his version of deepest affection is the truest version of deepest affection? You're not gonna get any better than this. You cannot possibly get any more care that's just wrapped up with deepest affection than what he's giving you. It's not possible. Listen, it's not diluted from him because it's straight from the original source. Like if you were a news reporter, you'd understand that idea of original source. That's like, man, that's money. That's pure gold, right? So this promise is pure gold. This is money for you right now. He cares for you with deepest affection. And then finally, he promises to watch over you very carefully, very carefully. Could have just said carefully, but he said very carefully. What does it look like in real life when you do something very carefully? Very carefully does the Lord care for you. That's amazing. So stay by his side, right there under his mighty hand of protection. Believe he will lift you up at the right time. Do not hang on to even one ounce of anxiety, worry, fret, or fear in this season. Keep on taking it to Jesus and keep seeking him and loving him and trusting him. This is your COVID-19 coronavirus worldwide pandemic promise. And it's mine too. Hang tight, friends. Really hang tight. We're only, we're just one day closer to Jesus's return. One day closer to Jesus's return. And we're here now. We're here for such a time as this to show his hope to a very frightened world. And there are people who are scared. Please, please show them Jesus and the hope that he gives them. Um, also, I want to, um, I'm going to try and get an ebook about God's promises up and running in the next couple of days. I'm going to be working hard on that because um, people need it. People need it. Something they can just scroll through on their phone. I'll be sharing the link on social media and I'll add it to the show notes when I get it done. So, you know, point people to this if you feel so inclined. Listen, I don't think that God had me start this podcast with the urgency that he was just leaning on me, like, I mean, leaning on me saying, let's, you know, now, now is the time, now is the time. And I'm like, oh man, I'm not, I thought, why can't I do this later? Why is now the time? Well, 
I'm pretty comfortable. Um, I don't have to learn all the tech side. Does that make sense? Like it's all figured out. I might've been like more panicked if it was like, oh, now I would, uh, yeah, I need to share about God's promises because God never blesses us with something just to keep it for ourselves. He wants us to be good stewards and to bless others. So uh, whatever God's done in your life in the same way, whatever he's set up or put in place, would you just use it for his glory? Share hope with people because they need that um, man almost more than anything. And Jesus is hope. There isn't any other real hope. So this is, this is our Esther time for such a time as this to be set apart and to declare his great love to those who need it. Wow. All right. Thank you so much for being here today. Um, Lord bless you. Lord bless you. I pray that you do well and stick close to Jesus during this very um, scary and uncertain time. And if you need prayer, you can email me at janelbert at outlook.com. You can find me on Facebook. Just look up Jan Burt or Titus 2 Discipleship with Jan Elbert. On Instagram, I have changed my name to just Jan Elbert. It's easier to find. Um, you can DM me. I will pray for you. I will pray for you. And please, um, you do the same. Find somebody you can pray for who is scared and afraid during this time. Thanks so much, guys. Lord bless you. Lord bless you. I really do hope to hear from you soon. And let's just stay in this together for Jesus' sake. And I'll try to be doing some more, probably two podcasts a week, I guess, because I feel like people are going to maybe have a little more downtime. And uh, if you've got hope to share, throw it around like glitter, baby. Throw it around like glitter, because this is the time. All right. Thanks so much. Bye-bye. I'm so glad you joined me for this episode of the Burt Not Ernie Show. It's an honor and a blessing to talk about God's promises with you. Have a fabulous day. And remember, part of knowing who you are is knowing who you're not. Lord bless. I'll see you next time.